Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. <laughs> happy oh wait i think i'm having a stroke welcome back to old hollywood realness that's right this is the podcast that celebrates the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era welcome and all the people <laughs> that make it possible um i'm philip estrada i'm kathleen Nall. and kathleen we're in Los Angeles. We're yes, in Hollywood. Who pray for Hollywood? Yes. So it's our annual uh, pilgrimage to the motherland. This mm-hmm. is our. Um, we're having a great time, killing it left and right. It's so much fun. So much fun, you guys. We had an amazing trip so far, and it's not. We're like what halfway through, uh, maybe. Much, yeah. And uh, it's been it's been a knockout every oh, yeah. day. And um, I mean, the best part is I get to spend time with you, Aww. and it's not long distance. So I mean. Hey, when so shucks. Up. <laughs> um, so let's see. We are actually here to talk about a movie today. Yeah, more and so. to kick off our summer series. That's right. Today is the first installment <laughs> of our sexy summer swimmer series. A little late, little little uh, right after the summer solstice, mm-hmm. but we're, we're exactly. good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will come out on Monday, which is fantastic. So right as summer starts. Yes. Um, and we're talking, and we're taking this whole summer to explore and and experience the films of one Miss Esther Williams. Yes. A Esther Williams deep dive, if you will. Yeah. We're finest, so excited. The <laughs> finest swimmer Hollywood can make. So. Oh, Hollywood's uh, million dollar mermaid. Uh, as well, as I couldn't put it, couldn't put it better. So the for the first film we're actually talking about is Bathing Beauty from 1944. Yes. It's an MGM picture uh, directed by George Sidney with costumes by Irene and costumes of the water ballet at the end designed by Irene Sharoff, who is credited as Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the cast, it's a cast of hundreds basically (laughs) Um, they really cram it in but for the main cast we have Red Skelton plays Steve Elliott Esther Williams plays Caroline Brooks Basil Rathbone as George Adams the um, stage producer we also have um, Bill Goodwin plays the music professor Gene Porter plays Gene Allenwood who is kind of like the BFF of um, Red Skelton at the the college Mm -hmm. Um, then we have some other sort of uh, periphery characters who do a lot of like singing and dancing this is kind of like a this is a musical so straight up and it just they they cram them in so yes. you've got um, Xavier Cugat makes a um, makes a an appearance mm-hmm. Ethel Smith who's a impresario on the Fantastic. on the organ she uh, plays a music teacher um, named Ethel Smith um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got uh, some singers and dancers and everything Jack um, we've got um, well, who do we got in there? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, Lena Romay, Harry James and his orchestra is there. Mm-hmm. Helen Forrest is there. Um, and some um, Donald Meek also has a little um, has a little cameo as the drunk guy in the bar next to um, oh, Red right. Skelton. Yes. So <laughs> that's pretty much the 
the gist of it. So, Kathleen, what's your experience with this movie? What's your history with? What's also just? I'd love to get your thoughts on Esther Williams as well. Well, um, thank you for asking because <laughs> I am a massive Esther Williams fan, and <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and growing up for me, um, I I watched her movies. I can't remember specifically which one, but I know this was definitely in light rotation. Especially, I want to say these came on. TV at some mm-hmm. point um, and I think we also had a couple on VHS or we would rent them like from the library um, or from like the video store but yeah. I think these were like library rentals um, I love the idea of like library rentals I like know. when you would oh, rent videos yeah. from the library that was so fun it was, it was a thing you know and it was great And um, but I loved I loved her from my earliest memories because I've, I've been swimming my whole life and um, I don't swim a lot now I wish I did um, and uh, she reminds me like I'm so even watching this movie now like again I'm so inspired and really reminds me of my absolute love of the water and swimming and um, growing up I love this movie because um, I did competitive swimming as a kid mm. and um, and I, I lived at the local pool during the summers and watching these movies were extremely inspiring like I, again you know we watched Bathing Beauty you don't know what's going on but as a little kid it is a visual feast yes, and um, really she is. just the, it's funny and then I love the water ballets they are so beautiful to watch and I remember copying those moves in the water like the spinning and the, and, and doing all that and just being, flips and I wanted so badly movie. yes but I I, and I truly I think wanted so badly to be a synchronized swimmer and it it and I'm not like a big sports person but anytime the Olympics come on with synchronized swimming I'm like I need to take a moment mm-hmm. and um and she is she is basically the mother of synchronized swimming um, I know a lot about her just because um, years ago when her biography came out, I read it and then we we reread it for the, again for our mm-hmm. podcast and we'll be using it as a companion when we talk about these films. But um, I, I can't talk enough about her. And like so many people from Hollywood, she's a complicated person. She's not a perfect person, but damn, did she not work hard? And she was extremely mega talented. Um, uh, very much, I feel like a personal life going in the way of Doris Day, a woman who worked really, really hard and was financially um, took financial windfalls from her partners. Um, but uh, but I just love her. So it's like <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I got to stop myself because I love her so much. <laughs> but um, I think she's great. And yeah, she was a huge. Ann Miller and Esther Williams were my two girls growing up, and just and to this day, I love swimming and tap dancing as everyone should. I mean, so, naturally, yes. Um, but yeah. I, I absolutely love her. And I think I related to her a lot because I was taller and more athletic. I mean, um, she was so gorgeous. She was just so beautiful tall. and had such a great attitude. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is like she comes across. And I know this sounds cliche about being like all American. Mm-hmm. But she kind of was just that she always came across as very strong, but pretty and sweet and like um, wouldn't take shit in movies like right. and I just love that and she's just so I mean I you could just you could put all of her water numbers on a like a seamless loop I mean and yeah. just play them and there's something so soothing and beautiful about watching her swim she's that. a real mermaid yeah. she really is she really is <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yep. So, uh, um, and I'm just going to stop there because I, I, we have four more episodes of Esther Williams and we will be giving lots of sound of uh, factoids on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, how about you? Oh. What do you know? Like um, this movie or, and Esther Williams as well. Like, did you know about her um, or anything? Well, let's see. My, 
I well, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie actually. Mm-hmm. So and it's interesting to think that this is actually the first quote Esther Williams yes. movie in mm-hmm. like because she had done some like bit parts and that sort of thing and before well, did, this, and but this the was Andy her Hardy's first double life, right? Which was I mean black and white. It's, it wasn't the mm-hmm. swimming musical that right. We and this yeah. is the first like this is the true first mm-hmm. Esther Williams starring vehicle mm-hmm. versus like the rest where she was like sort of an actress. So it's it was great to really see how they um, how they treated the film and how they yes. did the, how they how they kind of went ball out on the first one kind of amazing it was really rad and I had seen stuff of hers before because mm-hmm. I had seen um, I had seen Million Dollar Mermaid and I've seen um, Neptune's Daughter right. and I've seen so other other films that are um, Best of Williams vehicles and then there's also like I think she's in the Ziegfeld Follies that mm-hmm. they did there's, right. al- there's always like those vignettes for that and so and, and I had seen some some of her water ballet stuff and I was just always love them because mm-hmm. they're so absurd and strange yes. in this day and age. They don't really do aqu- aquatic shows like they yeah. did, that did back then, yeah. which is actually kind of cool. And, um, you know, and I've seen like other films like funny lady has a whole storyline about mm-hmm. aquatic ballets and it, you're just like, what is this? Like, it's such a strange, like, thing to even think about any these days that that this was a thing you'd go to like the this hippodrome and like yeah. one of the vip one of the vignettes would be a full water ballet yeah, it was like Cirque like, du Soleil yeah. that, that's what I kind of think about it with the level of like opulence mm-hmm. and talent yeah. and like skill and exactly. just sort of like because it's like dangerous what they're doing yeah. you know but uh yeah these were things she was in the Billy Rose's Aquacade before this um she had already so this wasn't her first I mean that's how kind of how she got this gig already she yeah. had done this only because uh, I just started to digress up uh, she was in fact uh, uh, she's a real athlete I yes. just want to say uh, Astra Williams is an athlete and she was an Olympic hopeful and she was destined to go to the Olympics and the Olympics were canceled in 1940 due to World War II right so this is this was I would say plan C for her. Yeah. She was not, this is not, she was a reluctant star. And this again, kind of reminds me a little bit of Doris Day. They're like, eh, it wasn't really, it was like a thing that just kind of happened organically. Right, you know? yeah. Or they wanted her. She didn't want them. Right. But um, good Lord. Fantastic. I know. So, and it's funny. Um, so I was also a competitive mm-hmm. swimmer in high, um, right. middle school and high school. So, um, but I was, um, I always wished I could get into like diving more than this because yes. the swim, my school had a swim team, but it didn't have a diving team. And I was just like, girl, what I wouldn't have given to be a diver. Oh, like, I know. To be, we didn't like, have that either. It was I just wish, swim across. Like, yeah. like, so I was stuff, like, you know? so I ended up just kind of falling into that sport. Which was the only sport I was ever mildly good at. Um, but oh um, so, what was your stroke? Like, did you? Have I was a, a, I was breaststroke and backstroke were the two that I kind of fell into. So actually, yeah. when I was breaststroke, then freestyle. Freestyle was okay yeah. too, but we I would always and then I was always on the relay team too. So yeah. and um, I could tread water like a motherfucker. Yeah. One, I could do minutes, mm-hmm. minutes, and, and I get yeah. oh, and it's Esther Williams. A lot of that shit would inspire me. I would I would read or learn about that, or my dad used to talk to me about, it, and I was like, well, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, and like I love synchronous. That's why I love synchronized yeah, swimming. Yeah, you love like, synchronized swimming on the Olympics and I love water polo. Oh, hey, very, well, but that's For okay. a very obvious reason. Well, those are like, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because Because I'm a dirty old man. Well, <laughs> eh, you know, to each his own. Yes. Uh, but, um. And it's funny because synchronized swimming in the Olympics definitely does not have the same aesthetic as maybe, say, you would see today. I mean, today. well, but yeah, it, but... It's, if anything, it's it's just become even, I mean, the game has been lifted, but and it's also done more on a, a, a sport level versus mm-hmm. like an 
aesthetic, you know, entertainment level. Yeah, the way that um, they used to do it in these movies blows was my mind. Great, with these beautiful set pieces, and yeah. I mean, this one, I mean, alone, where she comes up out of the out of the oh, floor, yes. and she's flanked by these two giant seahorses, and these women, these these oh, showgirls come we, up and like yeah, undress. Can we talk like, about the women? Oh, like, it's not God. just Esther. This is a beautiful, like, mm-hmm. this is a combination of a crew of beautiful women who and, are talented, and like all these swimmers and the coordination and the choreography, yeah. like you said, just like just when it couldn't get any better showgirls are going to introduce I, I mean showgirls with giant hats and in her book she was even saying that she's like she was saying how the showgirls were like each oh, all of them were six feet tall and I'm just like yes they were and they I'm looked like, incredible. incredible and then and she's, she's tall like, too she's 5'7 like, yeah. and so they put her in heels and she's 5'10 mm-hmm. you know easy right so. against those women who are six foot right. and then they do like they because because of these movies that you were like you were saying mm-hmm. that they invented synchronized swimming basically for these Absolutely. like aquatic shows and stuff like that and these aquatic musicals and then eventually they were just like well this is kind of a sport so it became the That's sport right. of synchronized swimming yeah. and then so it's actually interesting they they invented like the tiller line where the women all dive in one by mm-hmm. one by, like oh, the line of the women and line. they have that, those beautiful <laughs> swimsuits yes. that are neat like magenta on one side and like em, like bright emerald green I love green it and then the they other. flip in the water where they're oh, doing it strategically God, and they so... create all the colors and kaleidoscope it's absolute genius and that's the I mean Oh, this is that's the thing is it's not just like the mother of synchronized swimming but modern day swimwear mm-hmm. I mean she was she was basically wear testing and road testing all these different prototypes and new things as as she would progress in her movies and if she liked something enough she'd be like this is great get it on all my swimmers yeah. and she was always about the good of the group yeah. and that's what I really love about her too she as much as she was a star she was like um like her her stand-in was mm. another fellow swimmer oh, that, yeah. and she had her throughout her entire career they knew each other since they were teenagers like they were competitive swimmers right. together so anytime she that was could, in her book too she mentioned she that in the book mm-hmm. where she was saying that um her stand-in couldn't couldn't get she they could, wanted her she, in yeah. the water for she to do hold the lily like, yeah, she, yeah the, to do the water mm-hmm. to she couldn't do it so they yeah they, she was like you need to get someone who can actually who goes like a swimmer as mm-hmm. opposed to just like a girl who can swim you know and you know, and, and then, that was really like really smart of her to yeah. like do that and just be like instead of just being like oh okay well I guess we'll just do what we have to do like she was yeah. like kind of taking it by the horn like look if you want this to work we're gonna have to do it my way which and I love that 20 like, years kinda, old too mm-hmm. making that having that kind of voice and being mm-hmm. like and then being like oh and I know a person yeah. or just knowing it's like as soon as she knew that she had an opportunity it's like well I can't do this but I know the person who can let me make a phone call like she was always doing people a solid you know yeah. a lot of women too getting a lot of women employed I mean if you think about it not just on the level of the dancers or the swimmers, but think about all the body makeup artists and the costumers and the people who had to make the swimmer and then the people creating that. Like she collaborated with Coal of California for years, which is I think now a defunct brand really Mm -hmm. uh, for swimwear. But back in the day, dude, they were the Nike of swimwear. Wow. I mean, they, and they, Esther Williams was their fit model and she was their tester. That's right. And she would work with them for years and it like, they would develop things with her. She's the reason why we don't have zippers in our, swimsuits like we watch something like bathing beauty and we forget that that was a woven swimsuit (laughs) there was not really stretch fabric and there's a zipper in there or she's been sewn in yeah so like the the game she changed the game for everybody everybody not just women but i want to sit here and talk about women for a minute because (laughs) the reason why esther williams even got involved in this in the first place 
and like myself and like so many women who get involved in swimming is because it for many years and still probably today in certain places it's a it's a girls sport it's a women's sport <laughs> and while boys were playing baseball and sort of allowed to get dirty and be in the dirt women got to go to the pool and so that was kind of how she ended up her it was her mother who ended up um spearheaded getting a community pool built and kind of used her daughter as a as a catalyst to get this done and was like look i have a little girl there's no place for her to go girls need a place to to do something mm -hmm. just as much as the boys how about we do a pool and and i'll have my daughter swim across and and she'll kind of op she'll yeah, opening she ceremony yeah, and she so and she knew exactly and uh, i feel like this is like i'm gonna sound like my mom like i think esther williams is a leo and they're sort of like natural like they love like their natural <laughs> attention like madonna's a leo yeah and so i love how in the story she's like after i swam across the pool and everybody applauded for me she's like i knew i knew this is what i wanted and he's like yeah she loves the accolades and the attention but mm -hmm. it it fuels you forward anyway but uh but there's just so like she's responsible for so much mm -hmm. and and um and this movie really sets it off and like i just want to i really need to hammer home that she's 20 years old in this movie yeah because 20 years old she holds her own in like a very it's like you don't know what age she is but she's just mature and classy as fuck yeah, and she is. hilarious and then she gets in the water and blows everyone away. It's just, it's so much. Oh my God. I mean, the, the, no wonder MGM wanted her I mean, so badly. Yeah. And they, they really knocked it out of the park with this one. Cause her, absolutely her, her clothes are stunning. stunning. And the, actually all the clothes in this movie are really stunning. Like yes. there's just thinking, we were watching a little bit of it earlier just mm -hmm. like, um, with they, the, the scene where, um, the scene where Ellie, Ella, um, Ethel Smith plays the the organ. She does that solo yes, number on the and that organ. Purple, purple number with the matching oh, shoes. And they keep doing those like foot shots and you're like, the shoes. <laughs> the shoes are so beautiful. And they show them from the front, which have the beautiful, all the crisscross. And then they show a profile of the shoe. And I'm just like, that is a sexy ass shoe. Yeah, they are like, sexy shoes. And she has that beautiful, and she has like, it's so funny. Just like, she's like, she plays this teacher's assistant and she's sitting in her room, like doing her lesson plan. And she's wearing a full like cocktail gown and a full, Full cocktail jewel, like bib necklace jewelry, and she's just like, I'm just With a her teacher. Hair all like mega pompadoured yes. up. Yeah, you know that she, you know that when they were like, come time to um, do that scene, she's just like, can you, it's my it's my solo musical number. Can we clam it up just a little bit? Yeah. She's like, I don't want to be a frump dump. I wonder if she even had a hand in that. Like, I'm sure she know. did. Where she was just like, she probably so like funny. showed up to set like with that on, and they were just like the costume. Like um, Irene was just like, okay, well, I guess that's what you're wearing. Well, and I love it too because like this is such a situation, and I've even read about this especially at this time of like a teacher maybe being three years older than the students I she's know, teaching right? and so it's like how do we further set her apart how do we marm it up just a little <laughs> bit more and make her look a little more yeah. older make, when they take give her, her glasses outfits, she yeah. looks like one of the students yes you know? and they like okay yeah. we'll give her glasses, her the glasses and then she takes them off and she's still she's, a fucking glamour I know, girl just, <laughs> they really didn't know how to figure they didn't understand oh, that trick yet, I, the glasses honestly, trick. but honestly i loved that scene because she i was like first first time i watched it i was just like bitch she's a lady liberace yeah she's full she, like she's got fingers going a million miles a minute and, and i'm just like i yeah. know and i love the fact that she's playing the organ because it's so mid-century like it so is. like early it's actually like probably early mid-century because i was watching that and thinking to myself i was like my house had one of those organs in it Wow. And nobody knew how to play it. Really? And nobody took a single lesson. Why the hell did we own that? I mean, they're stupid... like a machine. You're just they are. They're, yeah, they're, they plug in and they so have crazy. like, it's the weirdest thing. And I still, one of the things where I'm just completely unsure as to why my parents owned that. And in the, in the <laughs> early 80s, I was like, 
what? The only thing I knew how to do was press the bossa nova button and kind of like, <laughs> and it was, it's just the beat. It was just like, it just played the beat with it. But then I would just like, kind of like <laughs> hammer on the keys and it was like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was like, it's one of those memories where you're just like, it's one of those things from your past where you're just like, why? Why? I love it. It's like you had a giant organ, but like no Nintendo or. We didn't get Nintendo until it was like three years after it yeah, came out. And I was here, just like, yeah. But I just remember that thing being moved from house to house to house because we were a Navy family. And I was oh just God. like, what are we doing? Why is this piece of furniture coming it, with us? Was it an heirloom? Do I think, don't know. Or? It was probably from the 70s. Oh, that's crazy. So weird. Random. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so. This it just that was remind me of my childhood, which I was like very. I'm gonna have to do some deep, do some research and that <laughs> ask around my sisters. Do a deep be, dive on my that organ. And be like, Missing let's organ. call my dad and be like, what? What was the deal with the organ? <laughs> no, it's still here. It's in the house. <laughs> no, I think I think it got. It ended up somewhere, but it's just so strange. Um. Anywho, oh my God, they're roasting marshmallows. I know. It's the we best. oh that blouse though, God. So the roasting marshmallow scene, which is so strand random. And, I know. Um, this movie has everything. I mean, if you pretty much were like, oh yeah, but does it have this? Yes, it does. Yes. Um, it's God. uh the looks are amazing. Um, the makeup and hair is amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is also where I'm going to take a moment to talk about how much. The 1940s, the mid, like that oof. wartime fashion and beauty is just a perfect marriage of everything, of style and function, and everybody looking so just capitalizing on your own natural features, and it is gorgeous. the The makeup is like everybody has beautiful like um, Snow White doll face makeup. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and not in a not in a stupid way like it looks so it's like it's all been customized for each of their faces like the way the blush like they all kind of similar formula Mm -hmm. but it's all been done really well to their own face and um highlighting their natural beauty and stuff and uh I do it's, love me the that's that great like pompadour updo. Oh God, that it's hair so it's is like where so it's all beautiful. completely scraped back and almost like an Edwardian looking pompadour. Um, it looks so practical. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if it was like I'm working or it's hot outside in Los Angeles, I'm like, how do I look the best? That would yeah. be the, that Throw would be the Throw it up coiffure. in a beautiful in a beautiful uh Yeah like chinong of it all you know um but yeah your boy jack don does the makeup in this movie which is really great great. it's so weird seeing um basil rathbone in this movie i know i almost forgot when you named it i was like holy crap but he yeah he's and he's not all rathboned up in this one no but he is still pretty dreamy oh yeah, yeah totally that's He's just a classy, classy man. He's a very classy man. He can wrath my bone any day. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did before we get into this, do you want me to run through the storyline? Yeah, really yeah, quick? totally. Okay, so we got Steve Elliott, played by Red Skelton, is a songwriter who's in love with Caroline Brooks, played by Esther Williams. Um, she's a college swim teacher slash coach. They plan to marry, where she will promptly give up her career and will and he will scale his career back to writing only serious music mm-hmm. because when you're married you got to take things seriously oh, of course um Be a so man. yeah <laughs> so the stage musical producer george adams played by basil rathbone um cooks up a scheme to keep them apart so he can get his, the songs for his new show out of um steve so moments after they were pronounced man and wife a young actress maria played by jack um jacqueline day um Dahlia, um, is who's enlisted by George, bursts in claiming that Steve is um, her husband and the father of her three red-headed Mexican children. Hey. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that was fucking 
too funny. That was really funny. <laughs> what was it? it? Was like Pablo, Pancho, <laughs> y, Sancho, y Paco. Yeah. It was like they all had penis. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shocked and heartbroken, Caroline rushes out. Despite his pleas of innocence, she returns to Victoria College to resume her position um, and seek an annulment. Uh, St- Steve follows her, but is denied entrance to the all-girls school. Um, after meeting a drunk in a nightclub, he learns that the school has a charter allowing male students to attend. Using this information, Steve enrolls as a student to try and win back Caroline's love. She and uh, so Caroline and her boss reluctantly allow him to enroll, but must find a way to get rid of him since having a male student in all girls school wouldn't go well with parents. Um, <laughs> so they opt to monitor his behavior and issue him to Barrett's in order to expel him after he reaches 100. So Steve begins to take various classes at his college, including music and dance. Um, what was that? Oh, wait, the class was called Eurythmics, yeah, which Eurythmics. I loved that. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, what? And then Annie Lennox shows I up know. and teaches the whole fucker. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Steve, uh, so it, it, he earns a few demerits, but excels, uh, but excels in his music classes. Um, so the night after his big, um, so he has, so in his music class, he really hates the music. So the, um, they end up saying that he has to write a new one if he wants to, um, if he wants to be a dick about it. So that, uh, that, so he, dick about yeah, it. it's like, you want to have, you want to have a, you got, oh, you got opinions? Maybe you do battle. <laughs> so he does and he kills it and everyone loses their minds. So the night after his big music performance Steve goes to Caroline's house to speak to her but she wants none of it Um, and when her new boo Willis Evans played by Bill Goodwin who's another teacher at the school um, he shows up with his great Dane Uh, Steve is put out but ends up hiding in a closet instead and before heading out on the date with Willis Caroline discovers him in the closet and then asks Willis to have his dog guard the closet door keeping Steve trapped she and then she reminds Steve that um, if he's not in bed by curfew that that that's grounds for expulsion. So uh, Steve manages to trick the dog um, and a man in, and escape. So head back to his room where George, um, where George is waiting for him. So George wants his songs and for the show and Steve wants revenge on who hired the lady to break up his marriage. So Caroline's boss, um, they, she wants Steve gone. She's like, and then she instructs all the teachers to tighten the screws and to issue as many demerits as possible. And then despite their best efforts, Steve rises to the occasion and nails every class. Um, and now at her wit's end, the Dean asks Caroline to go out with Steve in order to keep him out past curfew. So, you know, so, so she kind of like fakes interest in yes. him again. So while on the date, Steve convinces Caroline of his innocence and they make plans to go ahead with their marriage. Um, as they're headed back to the college, Maria it come, goes to the campus to expose George since he hasn't been holding up his end of the bargain. Mm. Um, meanwhile, uh, soror- some sorority sisters come to kidnap Steve and initiate him into their sorority. Also, the dean is on their way to his room with some of the students' parents <laughs> for inspection. Basically, it's a culmination Conundrum. of it's like everybody in a giant room, and it's, it turns into a Marx Brothers movie. You're gonna. This will be a repeating theme. Yeah, we'll be discussing. Um, Steve manages to um, in hiding everybody from the dean until Maria is discovered by Caroline, and then she ends up storming off, and then everyone is revealed. Um, uh, all the hiding ladies are revealed. Uh, Caroline is uh, promptly fired from her position and then Steve agrees to write the music for George's new water ballet only if he casts Caroline as the star. And the film closes out with a water ballet to end all water ballets. Um, And this is where Steve discovers George hired Maria and they both end up fighting in the pool. (laughs) The end. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Uh, so Kathleen, I need you to tell me what are the looks in this that you want to highlight in this well, film? Well, um, let's see. Um, do like I feel like there's two categories because we've got her swim looks yes, and then her is. dry looks. Yeah. <laughs> we got the wet Esther and as the dry described in Esther. the book. <laughs> um, well, so her for her wet looks, I mean, my God, that shocking pink bathing suit in the uh, opening scene with the cute little bow in her hair, mm-hmm. and then she has her what later became that was her signature hairstyle that was a formula they did on her hair Mm -hmm. and they used (laughs) and and just like her makeup they um everything was they were experimenting their time with things that would work in water right and so the um, last thing you'd want for her to come up with like uh, with like tammy faye baker eyes well and that's what would happen is that um they put the pancake makeup on her and then as soon as she got in the pool it would just start pooling around her like a giant cloud and it would just start melting off of her like a big weird flesh colored cloud mm -hmm. like she's falling apart (laughs) yep they literally they would put on um they they did some sort of they were able to concoct some sort of mixture where they created like a waterproof makeup for her and then they would powder her down meanwhile and this is what i always talk about like these women would have to report to the studio to be camera ready at nine you had to be there no later than six to start this process Jesus. and one of the processes was almost basically getting naked and having chicks put body makeup all over you her and miller anyone who would have been wearing you know doing anything where you're showing skin marilyn monroe anytime you're wearing any kind of swimwear anything you would have that was all body you had to get body makeup and that was a whole process that we don't even think about um but uh, back to her hair Uh, so that hairstyle (laughs) because that's all part of the look and i I just want to talk about that because um that was our our boy sydney um Mm -hmm. was responsible and his team were responsible for her hairstyles and stuff like that her dry looks he's not he's not credited in this movie he's not credited nobody nobody in hair is credited i was gonna say but that was normal like this i don't think they were like he was these were still sort of like just people they didn't think of giving them credit mm-hmm. movies necessarily but she does talk about in the book like being sent to Sydney like oh, one, right, yeah. out of the gate when they first sent her to MGM for her screen testing so and she talks a little bit about that so I think he would have if he didn't do her he wasn't he wasn't the one who personally did her yeah, hair but, but it was his team right um, like, like Jack Don you mm-hmm. know um, but so her hair in order to do this hair which looks like amazing hair that's I just mean. up with these two like braided hair it looks like she has like a halo of braids mm-hmm. so that is a combination of her own hair and fake hair and what they would do every morning is they would take a uh, baby or mineral oil and heat it up and mix it with Vaseline oh my god and they'd slather all over her hands. Uh, and they'd go, come here, Esther. And they, literally. And they would just so slip, slurp that shit, slap it on. And it would just sl- oh. just completely saturate her hair. And from there, they were able to sculpt it. And they would sculpt it into her natural hair into two braids. Uh-huh. And then add two larger braids. And then they'd wrap around. And they had two giant, like almost like alligator clips. That they were like um, two giant hairpins that were oh, specifically right. crafted for this. And they would go in a crosshatch at the back of her head. Huh. And anchor everything in. And she said that her whole life she had dents in the back of her head from oh my where because they literally it just formed like a dent in her head and they would always it would just lock in huh. and they would do that every day wow. when she would have to do wet scenes or do water stuff for years that was what they did holy crap um, because and the reason why and um, they talk a lot about this in biography it's very important like the bow in her hair that was a soft ribbon if you're going to be diving and doing anything your hair has to be very strategic because once you dive in the water it's just going to blast back mm-hmm. you know so it had yeah. to be the right angle it had to be shellacked in a certain way it was that was yeah. all uh, all like, the flyaways and it was all trial and error down and all that yep. stuff so 
And I remember yeah. in interviews, they were like, she, she went into detail. I mean, talking about how they would do her hair and you're just, your jaw's on the floor. And, yeah. and they were like, and I remember one time she was in the interview was like, well, how did, how did you get it? How did they get it out? And she's like, I don't really think they cared how I got it out. It was the point yeah. is it had to get in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the attitude they had with yeah. a lot of those. That's, that's a, that's an overarching statement on a lot. Like, I don't think they cared at the end of the day, how we got it out. Is that we needed to report on camera looking this way? Yeah, they're like, and, I don't care if yeah. you're bald by the next day. We'll just put a hundred percent. We'll just put a plastic wig on you. <laughs> yeah. Look at Jean Harlow. Yeah. You know? So, um, and so, and, and it was all trial and error at that time. So, yeah. like, they were. She was their guinea pig to na- to figure out this process, mm-hmm. um, and not just that, but with the makeup. And I was really like knowing this information. This last time we watched it, I was really studying. Like when she comes out of the water, and like. The fact that she's just dripping in water and her makeup is flawless, yeah. and it's and this is on a big screen. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the amount of work to have to do that, um, and again, like I always joke, they're working with like five things. Like Pretty they're, much, yeah. they're, they're just they're just caught, you know, figuring it out. They're literally cooking mineral oil on a stove and mixing it with Vaseline. Exactly. Like, what is that? You know. So uh, anyway, so back to the looks. Mm-hmm. So I love her swim looks. I love the beginning one. I love the end one, of course. I think. Well, um, first of all, when she comes at the end. Oh my god! When she, she comes up and she has that beautiful like grease there's like four reveals like she comes out with a cape and then she takes that off and she's got the tunic and she takes that off and takes off the the headdress and then and then she gets her dive in but i love how she's just got this throng of lady showgirls like holding her shit you're just i mean and even those girls too with their giant i don't even know if Cher's made an opening that good you know what i mean and that's like that's really going there like yes jesus christ so like and then also her first look too because not only that did she have that beautiful like shocking pink Mm -hmm. um shocking pink bathing suit the but the cape uh, yes and so i love first of all, the reveal she comes out yes. first of all she comes and out from around the c- shoes oh my god the, the little the little mules that she, she has. comes out in that first musical number i was just literally Legs. i was i <laughs> was because it's like shorty it's like coochie short mm-hmm. and then she comes around that corner and the first thing i first thing i said i was watching it alone of course <laughs> and i was by myself and i was just and audibly out loud i was like Wick. yes how can you not she has legs legs and dairy for like just as long as they can be yes and she's just walking in this tunic no arms and it's just a beautiful cape with her hair all up in the little bow and it's and got like that make. high oh my collar God. and that then the shoulder like it's like the sculpted shoulder yes. piece on it so it's like it's she and it's all embroidered with like green and pink which is which goes to the which goes to the um the uh, the showgirl or the uh, swimmers in the end scene yes, number two, it all ties back, where it ties yeah. it like the begins like a bookend and it's so good. Uh, and then also we haven't talked about how much and again I I love the 1940s their love of Latin fever and like uh, yeah, everything this movie has is like straight a, up this is like, a love letter to Los Angeles oh, it's too. A, it's like, like it's, very everything uh, was very it's, it's it feels funny. very mixed. It's funny. It's, well, it's movie. funny now because in this it's today's climate because it's very pro Mexico. It is. It's very like Mexico. Fever, where it's yes. like sombreros, mariachis, like ladies. Xavier Cugat, like Xavier you know, Cugat, who was in like, several of her films. Oh yeah, so, he was. I mean, and I love Xavier Cugat. He's so he's good, and so I love good. they call him Coogie. Yes. Like that's <laughs> like the best, the best nickname. I was like, I want a fun nickname like Coogie. I just love it. I love when like the world had like, or at least like Cal- like California was really embracing like the right, Latin yeah. Fever, and I love know, that there's everything. there's like just, there's full uh, music numbers where they have like dancing senoritas oh, and like they're they're so they in their beautiful traditional like they're in their kind of like showgirl but traditional Mexican garb and it's it's just so. 
comforting to watch this movie. And everything's so, so bright and very, it's like, uh, it's like an old Ortega fever dream, you know? It's just like. <laughs> it feels so good. And just the way the lighting is, and they do these, even the outdoor shots, you can see like the California, you can see the sky yeah. and you're just like, this is like, it's like LA. It's mm-hmm. just old LA in the forties. And, and I just love beautiful. how like, and I love all the women, all of the like the Latino women are in this. They're like, they're kind of like bigger and brassier oh than the God. white ladies. And they're, like they're, they're done. S- and they've all got uh-huh. that beautiful Jack Don like makeup yeah. and hair. I mean, they but are like, just it's so, so funny. Beautiful. Like all the white ladies have like the all the white ladies have like the um they have like the tighter hairdos mm-hmm. and then like the Latina women are like they have like the bigger like longer hair. Oh, that's yeah. very kind of like a little bit more kind of like better hats. Thing. Yes, they have like beautiful hats with like feathers oh that cascade so down. Good, like you guys. the 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 Maria character who's kind of like the the one of the villainesses mm-hmm. in the film um are like she's only in it for very brief but like in the beginning you oh, see her and she's in that like showgirl outfit. It's all like full like oh, ruffles and everything. Those opening scenes, oh, those costumes God. are, are yes. fantastic. And, and then like, the, the mariachi band and mm-hmm. them playing and like, and how like the guy's like, she's not, she's like trying to be nice and like dodging the singer and he's like going around yeah. the pool. And it was like, I think it was great. I think she handles the comedy really well. She does. And again, for someone with so little training and so just like, I don't know, I feel like she holds her own so well. And there's also, um, I, I love that, the oh, that opening scene though, is just like, what just, what is the occasion like where you're at just a community pool and Zig Xavier Kugat's doing a full musical number with a full orchestra right? and full showgirls and backup dancers. Well, and they pan the whole lounge area and it's just nothing but hot chicks and bathing. I know, but I was, a couple of them you can even tell are swimmers. Like I even yes, wonder if there's yeah. one in that opening shot. She almost has a body like Esther Williams. I'm like, I wonder if that's her stand-in. It might be. It might have she's been. like, she's almost featured front and center with other girls around her who are not built the same. Mm-hmm. But because you're just like, who is she? You know, she's got like more like broader shoulders, mm-hmm. but then like the le- like her legs are out, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's a swimmer. But um, oh my god, sorry, I digress because the looks. But that, um, but that opening number, uh, I just love the con. Like this, this movie is definitely one of those movies where they had kind of a really sort of basic storyline mm-hmm. that's maybe 20 minutes long. If you took out all the musical numbers yes. and all the extraneous stuff like that, this movie is 20 minutes long. Yes. And then all of the musical numbers is basically like MTV of the day where they're mm-hmm. just like oh, Xavier Kugat's really videos, big, yeah. you know, like um, Ethel Smith is a big, she's yep. a nightclub singer and people want to see her. So yeah. we'll just cram her in there. Like, you know, and then we'll have, you know, we also have the other singers that like, there's like four big band musical numbers in there. Absolutely. Where they, and then Artie the big, Shaw, who's, I mean, that was like, right. he was a hot, he married Betty Grable. Right. I mean, this guy was a hot ticket. Like back then these would have been teen idols, yeah, which is hard had, to believe. Uh, yeah. Like teenage, like teenagers weren't really, Yes, they existed, but they weren't really like a a brand a branded thing like right. they were in the fifties or in, even the late forties. And you it's know? interesting because like Harry James and his orchestra does like two numbers, yes. and then they have in, then they'll do like a they'll do like kind of like um almost like a medley of like three songs, and it's very pretty long. Yeah, but, it's pretty but it's cool. great because you get to see other people like um you get to see like Lena Romay sing, and you get mm-hmm. to see Helen Forrest sing, and all these people that are kind of like they've they've kind of faded out into yes. because they're not like the biggest stars but at the day they would have been maybe like what we would consider a one hit wonder or something yes. of the 40s that was like oh they're big but they just did they weren't like a Sinatra or something where they right. just had yeah. like an endless career Longevity. but they were like you know they had like a good a few um, you know like a few singles and stuff or they could do some standards and stuff which I kinda think kind of like pop stars of yeah, their time like in a kind of like pop way. stars you know just kind of like the C-lists um, the C you know the, the C-string of the yeah. pop stars but they were they were enough to like put together in a musical to make people want to go see it because they're just like oh I'd love to see you know they've heard them on the radio or they heard them on the in um, you know in records but not actually seeing them and now they finally get to see them it's easier than going to like you know than going to or on the um, radio yeah radio shows right (laughs) (laughs) I almost fell out of 
the chair. <laughs> oh, uh, guys, we're sitting someone's... in our hotel room, and I've got the office chair that like apparently flips backwards, oh, and that was a hot drinking. move. <laughs> anyway, oh, but back to the look. So dry looks. I'm going to yes. go into this. Um, I really love. Um, I, I first of all, I love. I guess. Her, well. When she goes on the date with Red Skelton, her her that beautiful dress that gown. Irene did with white with the rose of sequins. Yes. Pink and green again. And so green. it's pink and green in the beginning, pink and green for this one, yep. and then pink and green at the end. It's kind of like that color, that kind of color combo is like mm-hmm. goes through the whole movie. And that gown. That gown is fantastic. I mean. It is, first of all, it is quintessential 1940s, but it's also... The, the silhouette is absolutely perfect for her figure mm-hmm. because she already has her broad shoulders. It's kind of like the trick they did with Joan Crawford. It's like when you already have broad shoulders, believe it or not, you don't want to expose them. You would actually want to cover them in but a certain you wanna, way. Yeah, you want to cover them, but you also want to feature them. Feature them, exactly. Because it's like really that makes you look This beautiful. dress does that. It is, and then there's the V-neck, and she's got, um, and, and it's just got those beautiful 40s features. Um, and she talked about this dress in the book, about well, yeah. how she loved wearing this dress. She loved the work that she would do for her. She felt that she really, um, they they really vibed really well yeah. together, and that she really um, truly did things for her shape. And we've talked about this while well, we were talking about this, kind of yes, with Ori Kelly and other people, mm-hmm. like how they just that real collaboration of the two, and just that um, that feeling of when you put something on that's made for you, makes you feel right. You can just get into that character, you can be that person. And so she talks about that dress. The other one I kind of love. Well, Again, I, well before we move oh, on I, from that dress, though, I love sure. that she's wearing that gown, and it's got those, the sequins are really beautiful, and it's got mm-hmm. this beautiful, like, they're vertical, and then they miter at the center, yes. like, right below her bust line, which is gorgeous. And then, also, when they're driving back to the college later on, she has a shawl over her it head matches. that's also sequined that came out of nowhere. It's like a cow. And she's I was got, like, like, where's this hood coming scarf. from? It's fantastic. Because, first of all, if that gown actually had a built-in hood Stop. that, like, draped into a cowl in the back of it, I would have shit my pants. Yeah. Because that would have been so gorgeous that the v-neck front and a cowl and the that word. would have I mean, been they, fantastic i don't even think and i she saw she could like pop it up over yeah. her head oh, and, it, like, so and, and then with her hair in that pompadour yes. it, like it drapes which so of course they probably had oh like a God. clip to like right in the top uh, of it to just like put it in there it's but so beautiful it but it's that like gorgeous. that like driving cowl because mm-hmm. they're you know of course in a convertible naturally and, um, but i also love it has like that extended shoulder it's like yes. the built-in cap sleeve but it's like long because they they did that kind of like that's kind of their thing was they do the bodice and sleeves kind of all in one almost mm-hmm. like a dolman or a, a kimono kind of style and yep. then if they just cut them off and just did the you know a cap sleeve it kind of like would have like a beautiful like slight drape over slight make drape, it. Yeah. and then it would like and they just, didn't pad uh, it up too much no. like she just it's not exaggerated shoulder pads from the 40s like they just did enough to kind of enhance her natural broad shoulder mm-hmm. shape in a really flattering way but then also like you said with the with the chevron placement um it made her of, of the um sequins and the it made her waist look smaller so it just gave mm-hmm. her and then it just fanned back out into this beautiful almost like grecian looking it was dress very gorgeous um it reminds me of um that white uh one of the white dresses i selena horn wear that yeah. th- they're all from that time they just have this almost grecian like quality and again it's like you know irene i think did a lot of these dresses Irene did all of her um, yeah and, and then, that look in general mm-hmm. she was really just on point for that um i, I love that one oh, here and they then, go um, we're watching we're watching it now they're doing the tiller it it's we- like oh my god they're diving <laughs> We're watching the movie as we're podcasting, oh, and we're at the uh, end scene where they're all in their gorgeous pink and green with the showgirls and the swimmers with their so gorgeous beautiful. little swim caps with all their flowers on it. And um, but oh yeah, and so my other look I I would love to highlight because I feel like it is it's sort of shoehorned, but I th- I think she pulls it off so well is her red, white, and blue suit. 
that she wears, which is totally like, okay, I'm all American. Cause that was their whole thing was Esther Williams, all American, all. And she even used that to describe herself. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the fact that they literally put her in red, white, and blue in this beautiful quintessential 1940s suit. And it's basically like a deep, almost like a navy blue, you know, mm-hmm. again, very patriot, navy blue. And then she's got this striking red, um, like, contrast piece in um, in the front with the white blouse. And oh, so yeah. you really see that distinct, like, um, but it works so perfectly on her body. Yeah. Um, and I love that suit very much. So, um, but that was, I, I can totally see that being, like, a way to kind of shoehorn in some patriotism yeah. at that, because it's, like, during America. wartime. Because <laughs> they didn't really show anyone like war references and right like sometimes this one they'll doesn't show soldiers have, yeah. or like kind of be like oh but you know remember buy war bombs yeah. like they don't really have that too much in here but there's always those little like nuances you'll see of movies made at this time right well this is 44 so how I'm well they filmed to... this during in 1943 so right. we were balls deep in oh, okay. world war ii at that time yeah so, I mean, there's so many amazing looks in this amazing movie, I think. Um, uh, one that I honestly I do want to point out that um, oh, she's coming up with her with her showgirls. And the, oh, my gosh. The, with the cake. Oh, my God. And oh, then she's she just hands it off oh to God. everybody. She's like, got a belt. Here's my and belt. She's, <laughs> here's, my, here's my tunic. And here's my, you know. She's like, now I'm going to little... Headpiece. Oh god. Yeah, but the and then she like, like I love the way gold. she goes down yeah. the stairs, just like small, tiny, little fast steps. But, but this Ugh. is what I loved about Esther. Like she I knew how to loved move. her manners. Like she could swim, and she was a powerful swimmer. But she was so graceful and feminine. I love how she like kind of flips her hands a little bit when she does her backflip, and the way she flips her feet, and yeah. the way she walks around the pool. Everything has. She has so much. Well, she poise. did. She her also did. Just a ten. I think in the book, um, what we reading, she the first number where they were like. They when she swam through the pool and stuff on that first number when they did all the underwater scenes and stuff there was no choreography to nope. that she just she, she they just were just like it. they were like oh she's like well what do you want me to do and they were like well you know just swim around and she was like okay and it, she just she had just, to figure it out yeah. and it looks so good I, she I managed just, I think she really knows how to do yeah. she knows how to be in the water and how to look amazing in the water and I think that's and I well I think really, that's much like Ann Miller when I see these people doing. They're, they're what they're what they're so good at, mm-hmm. like swimming or they're smiling. They oh, can yeah. tell they oh, want to be there time. so bad. Like she's having a great time. And that's the thing is I think when you see her smiling face, even when she's underwater, you can just tell she's in her moment. She's in her element. I she's think just, it's it's one of those things water, where it's dude. Like, like that's how it feels. Right. It's so great. And like she's just like even now she's just spinning around you're like yes like that's how it feels it's like the water's just like there to hold you and Mm -hmm. make you float around and feel beautiful water's not judging you (laughs) water's just just wonderful you know but oh so beautiful um i and the camera work we should also highlight the technical feats like that um one of the things we read about in the book was that um, the crews loved working with Esther Williams because they got to get oh, real right. creative, yeah, like right. building the underwater, like the pools, the, for the underwater shots, the plumbing, the sets, the costumes, the hair. Like she was everybody's favorite guinea pig because they really got to. I mean, people got to stretch their creativity mm-hmm. on these. And uh, to be honest, like if I knew like 
like I built the lifts for S. I'd be so proud of this yeah. work. Like, how can you not look at this and be like, damn, dude, like I built that swimsuit. I, know. I did that hair. It's That's it's fantastic, you know? So cool. But it's a visual feast. Mm-hmm. We highly recommend this movie is on Amazon Prime. And you can, you can, you can buy rent it. it. Yeah. And, and if you, most of us have giant big ass TVs, it is meant for that. Turn the Do lights it. down. You got to get it on. You're going to, you're going to, you're be amazed. Yes. Now, Philip, what about your looks? My looks. Well, one I really want to point out, I just love that, honestly. No, I'd like I want to point out this is a drag. This is a drag heavy movie actually, oh, yes, which I is. actually think is Thank kind you. of fun. Yes. <laughs> I love that um you get you've get um you get uh Red Skelton in drag no less than two times. Right. He wears her suit. He wears he her <laughs> suit to try and fool the dog into thinking that he's he's not Red Skelton anymore. And he's like full not only just suit, he's like not suit jacket, skirt, hat. Oh, he's, he's like he's yeah. like full He's like Jimmy in Thirty Modern. Millie, yes, like he's, he's got the lip, he's got everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then there's also, and then there's the um, he goes to ballet class, he goes to Eurythmics oh class, oh and God. he's wearing a full, he's got wearing a full ball, um tutu, and like I mean he's in uniform. Yes, he's got to be consistent. Yeah, so he and he just you know doesn't doesn't care about that, and then also um he crushes it in that does. scene. That. When he it's starts pretty... really dancing, you're like, oh, you really had to work on like yeah. choreographing, like even when you're messing up, like they you could tell they worked on that exactly. a lot. Exactly, but... um, and I love um <laughs> Ethel. Smith's um, gown that she wears when Thank she does you. her does yes. her um, or her her solo number where she's wearing that beautiful kind of like um, it's a beautiful like it almost feels like a wool jersey or something because it's so drapey and mm-hmm. beautiful and then she has that giant showpiece necklace on of course State you know necklace? as a you know as one does as an assistant teacher um, it's like eight in the morning. <laughs> what? She's just on like, a Wednesday. She's like, well, I got a bra- drag brunch I have to go to. <laughs> so performing at a drag brunch. Um, I got to look my best. Drag's got a drag. <laughs> Queen's got a drag, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that costume was beautiful. And I just, there's so many good, like, oh my God. So all the lifts and the, this, yeah, the finale number is probably not the best thing to be watching right like now. Like with water so rings distracted. and fire. It's just like, I mean, this thing's, these these could not happen today. I know. It's just, it's like the Bellagio fountain with humans inside of it. So oh my God. Cool. I would live for that. If I they know, did right? a whole like aquacade oh. at the Bellagio. <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, another gown that I think I want to f- highlight too is the dance instructor's gown. Oh, Do you yes. remember her? She has that yes. beautiful like dr- full that length. That is some drag right there. Dr- Why are you making that? I, look? I totally thought of you when I was totally. watching that. I was like, that is a perfect. But I love that it's like dress. I love that it's like full length sleeve, full length cape. But it's like, like all, all built in. But then it's also like got a belt in the front, so it's yep. like fitted on the front. But then it's like drapey and dramatic on the back. And I she felt like, like B. Arthur should have been wearing that. I'm shit. sure she did. Like <laughs> it was, and it was she was covered from like the neck to the floor, basically. But yeah. it was, oh yeah, she was pretty fantastic too. That whole so like wonderful. interaction and that whole scene. You're first, you're like, this is a little cringe. Where is this going? But then when they start dancing together, like yeah, and they do that that whole routine with like the girl who eats the candy the and paper. there's like the sticky paper and they pass it all the way through <laughs> so the dance good. that is really really, really funny good. um <laughs> but uh yeah those so there's so much there's actually really wonderful gowns to look at really Completely. like wonderful like suits and things like and oh, oh the um well, also you were even saying the um the uniforms that the girls have to wear oh, in yes. college yes 
almost like little Girl Scout uniform, but they're they're these cute, cute little like knee length 1940s dresses, and they have these almost like um like tri- like self fabric like triangle pinafores in the front yeah. of the bodice. But they've got they just remind me of like old school Girl Scouts. But they have the little like tie that like, like cr- it's that like a cross tie collar. with it's like a, a bu- tie. yeah so cute. Um, and they look so cute. Like even and that's what I even said. That's why I love the 1940s because even the uniforms, like, even your perfunctory like uniform you'd wear for the most mundane of jobs looks tight like it's tailored and tight and you look good and exactly. um but it's, like uh, like all the girls uniforms and then and the and then the freshmen adorable. had to wear the little like red beret the little red beret and, and the little ja- and the little jackets and stuff oh, it was so just cute. it was really oh yeah really they had adorable. the red blazers with like the boating blazer with, rowing blazers yeah and it had like the, the binding yeah oh, yeah it was just so cute. it was really hilarious they just did so much great work and and yeah like and even all the men like the suits on like harry james and his, and all those mm-hmm. band leaders and the camera work where they're panning as they're like um as they're playing the music yeah and you're just like it's just musician eye candy and they've all got those strong 1940s pompadour hair mm-hmm. and it's just like and mind you this this movie's like void of like plastic surgery and snatchery <laughs> it is just just natural beauty I on the know. stage it's fantastic and uh-huh. uh yeah this so bathing beauty yes and we should also point out that um we read as we've been we've been reading we've been using um uh Rester Williams' biography, which is called million, uh, autobiography, um, ghostwritten by Digby Deal, called Million Dollar Mermaid, which was published in 1999. <laughs> Philip is holding it as we speak, and um, it's fantastic. You can also get it on Amazon for a song, um, mm-hmm. even in hardback. It's not even yeah, that. That's a really nice book. It's very well written. It's um, it's it's a re- it's a fascinating read. I mean, chapter one starts off with oh, her goodness. talking about it's 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 like called Cary Grant and LSD. So you're just you're already you're like I'm in. Yes. So, um, but then um, there is a whole chapter called Bathing Beauty, and it's all about um, making this movie and the time she spent before this movie, during filming, and how um, or- originally this movie was supposed to be a Red Skelton vehicle, mm-hmm. um, and they were trying to. He was new, fresh blood at MGM as well, and they were really trying to promote him like a, like a, he was the new Jim Carrey kind of thing you know right, and this yeah. was going to be his He's, his moment like the Bob Hope they were like their like Bob, Bob Hope, Hope. He yeah. Was, yeah he was a ginger Bob Hope yeah, yeah. He, that, were, that was kind of even the thing is like he was like the new Bob Hope or it Via, someone like, like that. MGM's Bob Hope, yeah, MGM's like Bob Hope. And um, so when they did this movie and they go through it and then they test it in in the theaters, people absolutely loved it. But it was very clear that the star was Esther Williams and her amazing swimming mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. So then the, the, movie, the title got changed to Bathing Beauty. But originally yeah. it was supposed to be Mr. Coed. Yeah. Which it would have been bad, terrible. But it would I think been that terrible. It, but you know, I mean, it's it's it. But it was interesting. So I feel like it's it. They changed the name, and I think she kind of rose to being a sort of an equal billing to mm-hmm, him yeah. as well. And I love the little cover because she's um, like they both have like those like goofy 1940s faces, like huh, you know, like <laughs> what? Oh, you know, and, and uh, yeah, she's 20 years old, guys. Like I yeah. just wanna, I cannot underline enough like how amazing. I don't know. I don't think I. I what were you doing at 20? I That's know, what right? I want to know. That's drunk what I want to know. Um, but then there's also the story in there about the right? when the opening scene where Red Skelton's in kind of like a tank top and oh, like for, no, for the, in the swimsuit. Please tell the story. Okay, so <laughs> so Red Skelton was in sort of like more revealing top than he would want to be in because it would expose the fact that he was a very Harry man is what he was a her suit if you will well like, I mean he just had a hairy chest he had, like, a, I, no, he had a hairy chest hairy shoulders and a hairy back oh. the man was a firm the man was a red fiery Robin Williams okay <laughs> 
And uh, Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> I told you, you got to look that guy up. You I know. Um, and so they they wanted to. They were basically like, okay, you have to like. They put him in his costume, and they were like, we're gonna have to do something about all of this fur. And so they, and of course, he was like throwing a hissy fit. Did, child did not want to shave his chest. Did not want to shave his arm, or his shoulders, or his back, and was like losing. And he was like, he even said he's like, but I love my chest hair, he's and crying. I he was literally in tears. And Esther Williams is just like, okay. <laughs> and he's on the, she said he's on the phone. Wait, let's see if I can, let me see if I can pull the quotes for you. Um, do, 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 please hold. Um, here we go. Okay. Although he was in his mid thirties, Red was very much an overgrown kid. Edna was Skelton's wife. And in a way she was also his agent and personal man- manager. She made all the decisions for him. When Skelton got on the phone, he was actually in tears. We could hear only half the conversation, but that was sufficient. Mama, they want me to shave my chest. Do I have to? What? $200 cash. He hung up the phone and told Sydney, Gileroff, of course, or no, Sydney, um, the, the, sorry, the, um, director. director. Um, and it says for $200, you can shave my chest, but it has to be cash. And I want to save the curls. Who knows whether I'll be able to grow any more. Quickly, someone appeared poolside with a bundle of $20 bills, a can of Burma shave, a safety razor, and a small cellophane bag. <laughs> After Red's chest had been shaved and the curls safely tucked away in a little bag, we were finally ready for the first swim number. <laughs> I mean... What? So much is going on in that. First of all, a grown ass man referring to his wife as mama. Yes. Like, ooh. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. That's some deep. That's some. That's like paging Dr. Freud. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even. And, I mean, I know it's old timey, but, but still. still, it's. It's, it's it's telling. I just love that story. It's so creepy and so funny at the same time. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Meanwhile, Esther's like, she's like camera ready yeah, with she her just hair like, all done up and She's just like drumming, she's like, her, th- drumming her nails her on, like, on her, like, on really her chair. And she's like, seriously, bitch. So she's like, I'm ready to go. I've been in this oil makeup. She's like, I'm basically a Roman candle ready to burst. <laughs> well, and we didn't really, uh, part of the thing they also talk about in that chapter, Bathing Beauty, is... Um, um, that she she was signed on to MGM and she was she hadn't really gone through MGM school and she hadn't done a whole lot of work but again this is during World War II and there was they were doing a lot of work with the USO mm-hmm, yeah. and so she was put on this three month USO tour where she was and pl- again please read the book she was essentially uh, there to entertain and uh, bring the spirits up of these guys who were probably her age who were damaged and I'm talking phys- like amputees um, she, she there were people who were physically damaged and then mentally That's damaged yeah, and she worked with all that. of them she was doing shows with them her and the other girls from MGM yeah. she was I mean she was already um, she had seen some shit before yeah. she started filming with this man child so yeah. I'm just like I think reading that and then you go into that you're just like oh what yeah but that that whole part of the book is very very touching it's beautiful because um, I got misty on the plane I, I, reading it I, I got like, misty oh, oh no I I, I got misty too. It's it's even hard to talk about because you're just like, it was so. Um, she's so thankful for that time and what it did. It, it, she said that like in that three months, she was no longer. It, it made her a woman. It, 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 it she grew up, because she saw so much 
traumatizing things and she saw the effect of the war yeah. on all these people who were her age mm-hmm. and whether they were had lost limbs or lost their minds yeah and um she I got think that probably well she said that she's like i she's like i grew up in that moment she, like yeah, in that, she's in like, that I grew three up. Three, yeah. three months but also i think it really probably put into perspective too she's like oh yeah like if probably every morning getting up for mgm and getting ready oh, a camera ready all that so she's probably just like to, yeah you know it's just probably mm-hmm. thinking back to those those visits and to those hospitals and just being like uh this is not this is cakewalk compared right but know? but and also too with that like she got those wonderful thank you notes like even mm-hmm. from like the psychiatrist was like i really appreciate you know your time with these patients because they asked me if I'm, if, you know, like, Doc, am I doing better? And they're like, well, you were so good when Esther Williams came. So, yeah, you are getting better. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, and she, she, to write about that in her book, and she's not the only one who, from that time, has looked back at their time and their, their times of the, the work that they did with the troops and the war as being some of the greatest moments of their life. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, it almost, knowing it fueled her to be so good at MGM. Yeah. Because I think she saw firsthand how important her role was to keep people's hope alive. And I I think that um, she really took that to heart. She really, you know, when I say all American, it was like she felt in a way like she had a mission to do good so that people were happy or safe or whatever. And that's just sort of been her running theme in her life is being like, I got to do good. I got to be good. I, you know, I have to take care of everybody. I got to step up, you know, and, um, I can't say we can't relate yeah. uh, because we do. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't think of a yeah. better way to kind of finish off this yes, episode. Yes. So, I mean, we're got uh, several more of oh the Esther gosh. Williams ep- and episodes. And the stories we'll continue, you yeah. guys. Like yeah. it is, it is going to be great. So we, as yeah. we as we go through this series, we'll be reading the we'll be reading the docu or the documentary. We'll be reading the documentary. Reading <laughs> we'll the documentary. be reading the, uh, the autobiography <laughs> and just sort of like you know reports on the book. And so we hope you enjoy this. So um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. You can always catch us on the social media. You know, hit us up, Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram, right. OHR Podcast on Twitter, um, Facebook. Please join the um the podcast group OHR podcast darlings yes let us know how much you yeah. love Esther Williams yeah. or, don't, or whatever start, yeah, start a, a conversation the group is really great we got some really fun people over there like sharing stories sharing like events in their area stuff so it's really oh, it's wonderful. a great little resource um, and the, it's a growing group which is wonderful so join us over there I'm heavily active on it so if you want to you know sh- you know if you want to shoot me a massage that's where I'll be um, you can uh, and Let's see. The website is where we'll have everything. Thank you so much to Hal Lublin for his yes. p- um, vocal talents, his dulcet tones uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you, Kathleen, for joining me. Oh, thank you, Philip. <laughs> thank you, Hollywood, for being Hollywood. <laughs> and in the mean- again. And in the meantime, thanks for listening to OHR. Bye. Splash. <laughs>